Welcome to Everyday Economics, the podcast that helps you learn about the economic world happening around you every day. I'm your host, Chris Krug, CEO of the 501c3 nonprofit, Franklin News Foundation. Everyday Economics is a production of America's Talking Network. You can check out all of our podcasts at americastalking.com. To support podcasts such as this one, please make a tax-deductible charitable contribution by clicking the link in the show description. We are recording today's episode on Tuesday, February 20th. And joining me as always, my friend and colleague, Dr. Orfe Divangi, PhD economist. Dr. O, I wanted to talk to you about the piece that you wrote for Crane Chicago business. Yeah, I think one thing that maybe you don't get enough credit for, I mean, obviously you're a world-class economist, but you're, you're a pretty kind. good journalist. You know, you've got that that inquisitive mind, you know, just the right levels of, you know, you, you're skeptical without being cynical. And you're not afraid to wonder out loud, which I, I really appreciate that. It's the mark of a, of a, of a good columnist and a good journalist. Thanks, the, Chris. You, you know what? Maybe I'll do the full time. Maybe I'll switch full time eventually, you know? Well, I mean, you, 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 I, think you, I think you could. I mean, um, but, you know, the, the piece that you, that you wrote, it, it ran with a headline on it, you know, that said, what's blocking black families from getting on the homeownership ladder? And you do, you do talk about that. What's blocking everybody from getting into home ownership? Exactly. Exactly. I think that when I started uh, thinking about this and putting in a little bit of the research that went behind this article, my question was really, look, mortgages have increased, uh, surpassed the 7% mark. Is there anyone out there that doesn't yet own a home that can actually afford the mortgage in their local market? And I found out that of the 40 million families that do not own the home they live in in the U.S., 5.3 million families could actually take on a new mortgage, even at 7% mortgage. In other words, they could comfortably afford to pay that mortgage and their income would be 3x the monthly mortgage payment, right? So the HUD, you know, says what, the, you know, 30% of your income is considered for on housing, it's considered affordable. So, so I, I ran with that. And, and I found out, like, look, there's a lot of families across the country that could still afford to take on a mortgage that uh, don't yet own. It just so happens 640,000 of them, roughly, estimate from the American Community Survey, are black families. And then I said, well, you know, what's the interesting thing here? The interesting thing here is that black families, the gap between black families and white families in terms of home ownership is vast. It's almost 30 percentage points. And if the gap between those who I consider mortgage-ready families is not that big, why is it that we don't see the home ownership gap right. much smaller? You know, if if you have all these black families out there, if the gap between the number of black families and white families, the share of black families and white families that don't own, but that are mortgage-ready isn't, isn't wide, then why is it that we don't see? It's not an economic capacity issue. Wait, here's saying. the thing. Here's the thing. They might have the income, but they may not have the down payment. Maybe they don't have the closing cost. Maybe they don't have all of the middle, you know, the fees that are associated, the transaction cost that's associated with, with buying a home. That's an issue. They might also not have, look, one of the top reasons uh, for the gap in denial rates for, for mortgage applications, right? One of the top reasons is, is the lack of a lengthy credit history. They may have some credit. They may be paying their bills on time, but 
they don't have a long enough credit history to take out a mortgage and they get denied. Right? So all of these issues, there are so many roadblocks that are in place for, for people. And, and let me add the last thing on, on this, and maybe we can go a little bit further. These, this issue of the fact that so many black families were kind of shut out of housing in the past means their parents didn't have the land, the house. They don't have the ability to take out home, home equity to help their kids. Nowadays, most, most people get their down payment from the bank of mom and dad. Right. And, that's true. Well, that's, and, I mean, and I think that that's, that's been, that's been true for, for quite a while. I mean, when, my wife and I bought our first house in, in 1998. Uh, you know, it was largely through uh, my down payment was largely financed through a gift from my father-in-law. And that was, um, you know, and that was, you know, when, you know, and you still can, you know, when you could buy a house for three and a half percent down or whatever, and basically have a, you know, first time home buyers issue. I mean, I realized that the three and a half percent now is different than the three and a half percent in terms of the amount. That's right. Um, but, That's but right. I mean, I think That's that this still. is going to, this has been a his, you know sort of a historical issue in recent times in the United States. You know, maybe since I don't know, maybe since the nineteen sixties, seventies. You know, after that, you know that initial housing uh, boom with the you know the soldiers who came back from World War II, and we started you know really building houses, and people started truly started to own homes in the United States. That that next generation and the generation after it had to look to their parents for some level of, of start. And frankly, I think a lot of parents were willing to, to make that sacrifice because they viewed that as a value. That's right. To, the, to, That's their, right. to their children and, and that they might not be able to do it otherwise. Let me ask you this. I mean, yes. you know, is, is there a geographic sort of, uh, yeah. not to say bias, but I mean, is there a, is, are there parts of the country where the gap or the barrier to home ownership um, regardless of somebody's race is greater. Great question. Great question. It's uh, you know you when you when I look at the data, uh, what I find is that you know you, there's nothing we can do about mortgage rates. Really, you know, mortgage rates are rising because inflation, the pressure, the economic activities strong. But there's something we can do about building more housing in this country. The places that build the most housing, and where price growth wasn't as uh, strong during the pandemic. Prices and rents didn't increase as much during the pandemic. Are the places where you're going to find the largest share of families that are mortgage ready, that can go out and take on a mortgage. Mm -hmm. I think that's fascinating. They're the places that are the most affordable, right? And so you look at places like Houston, Texas. In Houston, Texas, 12% 12 of Black families can actually go out and take out a mortgage. They could afford it. They, you know, and the share of white families even higher. And so you well, look at these. Well, Houston yeah. itself in, in, in recent times, Harris County, you know, and more broadly, that used to be like the big city to go to, to get the kind of house that you wanted. And it was one of the primary attractions to mm -hmm. Houston. And that does not seem to be the case. I mean, uh, any longer that the, that well, the real estate well, prices in Harris County and in Houston proper. They've increased. They've I mean, increased well, for sure. It's got to be demand driven for sure. But but com in comparison to other places across the country, and I'll, and I'll name a few places where you know a Charlotte, North Carolina. I give you Charlotte, North Carolina, great place to be a black family, a black renter because you have access. 
because you can actually go out and afford to buy a house in Charlotte, North Carolina, still, even after the price increases. You know, and and I compare that to, let's compare that to a place like Seattle or Boston or, you know, even Dallas is slightly more expensive than Houston. Yes. Right, on that, and more restrictive. When you look at, I, I did a very interesting exercise. I looked at the cross-section between land use regulations and the share of families that do not, does not yet own a home, but could actually afford the typical mortgage. And it's very clear to me that the places that are the most restrictive are the most unaffordable and are keeping people out. You know, New York, Los Angeles, Seattle, Providence, Rhode Island, you know, and then you have some places that you, you wouldn't suspect to be very restrictive, but they are still, you know, places like Youngstown, Ohio, still somewhat restrictive. You have places like even Orlando, Florida, you know, you see the expansion of Orlando, Florida, you know, they still somewhat restrictive. And then you go to in Florida, you have like smaller places like Deltona, Florida, that, that are very, very open to building and to more housing. And so, you know, there is something we can do. And I think that starts with allowing builders to build so that you can get the supply increase uh, that will actually help to keep rents down and house prices down and make housing more affordable. I appreciate your thoughts as always. For Dr. Rowe, this has been Chris Krug. Subscribe to Everyday Economics at americastalking.com. Are you tired of news that puts politics over people? At the nonprofit Franklin News Foundation, we believe in putting people over politics by delivering nonpartisan news and audio content that serves you, the American taxpayer. With Franklin News Foundation, you can read fact-based, state-focused news for free at thecentersquare.com. You can listen to civil, balanced conversations between policy experts through our podcast network at americastalking.com. Or you can get in-depth news on K-12 education spending, curriculum, and school safety at chalkboardnews.com. It's all free through Franklin, where we put you, the American taxpayer, first in every story, episode, and conversation. And it's only possible through our supporters. Together, we can produce content that puts people over politics and brings Americans the news they deserve. Become a supporter today at franklinnews.org donate. Once again, that's franklinnews.org slash donate.